0: There was a baby formula recall back in February. Now there's a national shortage. And as the Nevada Independent reports, Las Vegas has the worst shortfall of any metro area in the country. The plant that fueled this crisis restarted production on Saturday, but formula may not be back on shelves until June 20th. Today on CityCast Las Vegas, lead producer Sonia Cho Swanson chats with UNLV public health professor Gabriella Buccini. She studies maternal health and infant feeding. And as Professor Buccini tells us, there's a direct link between the formula crisis and our nation's breastfeeding policies. It's Tuesday, June 7th, 2022. I'm Vogue Robinson, and this is CityCast Las Vegas.
1: OK, so let's go ahead and get this started. Can you outline for us how this formula shortage is connected to breastfeeding policies? Sure. What ha- What happened is that in February
2: this year, we had a shutdown of a large plant in Michigan. Um, So Mm -hmm. all of these uh, happen because we have a large scale product to recall due to a
1: bacteria that has been detected in, in some of these formula. And the other piece of this, I mean, if we didn't have so much demand for baby formula, then we wouldn't really be facing maybe this crisis of shortage. Where does that demand come from?
2: Yes, so around seventy-four percent of the babes that are born here in the U.S. they rely mm-hmm. on formula feeding. So yeah. it is really, it is really a high demand. Uh, mm-hmm. On the other hand, we have more than eighty-nine percent of uh, women who start breastfeeding their babies, but. Due to many barriers, they ended up stopping very soon and Mm -hmm. relying on formula feeding. The exclusive breastfeeding rate in Nevada, it's lowest Mm -hmm. than the median of the country. So while Uh we have in the U.S. 26% of mothers exclusive breastfeeding their babies, uh, here in Nevada we have 21%. Uh, so we have this amount of baby who needs formula, and we have just few companies producing these formulas for babies. So mm-hmm. that's another possible cause of our problem. Um, So we have in the US what we call a market concentration, which really Mm -hmm. exacerbates when, for example, I say, oh, they they closed that plant. But why closing one plant would be making all this shortage happening?
1: Right. It's because,
2: right, right, it's because here 90% of the formula are produced just by for companies, so wow. the company Abbott Nutrition is responsible for producing forty three percent of the formula in the U.S.
1: Let's talk more about that. Tell mm-hmm. us about how the formula industry got so big and how it became such a huge part of infant diets in America.
2: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, formula f- formula companies they use a lot of marketing strategy. They have been using this uh, for several years. It's not something new, to mm-hmm. um, really target mothers and say, you know, if you cannot breastfeed, if something happened, we we have a solution for you. So instead of receiving breastfeeding support and education, mothers are receiving marketing mm. from these companies to really, uh, okay, if something goes wrong, here is the solution, here is the formula. Uh, so they target yes. these mothers, they also give them free formula samples, even mm-hmm. when they are pregnant. For, for example, when I, when I was pregnant, <laughs> I mm-hmm. received a formula sample in my mailbox so they they get they get to know you are pregnant because you're visiting websites and they know
1: your address so they send free samples oh, wow. for you but happens they, uh, you didn't even tell anyone no, in those companies that you were pregnant but they me. found out through their marketing techniques Correct. That this person must be pregnant. They found your address and they shipped it to you.
2: Yes. And they do this wow. all around the world. But here in the U.S., we don't have a regulation for this. So they can do it without any discretion, right? They, are, they will not be punished by doing it. But we know, we have evidence that by doing it, by offering free formula
1: for mothers, we are threatening breastfeeding success. Hmm. Well, let me... Play devil's advocate here for just Mm -hmm. a minute Mm -hmm. because I'm sure you've heard many of these conversations. There are some very real, legitimate reasons why people need formula. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about those? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes.
2: So as I mentioned, there are many barriers to breastfeed. And when we are talking about like, formula use and versus breastfeeding, we are not trying to shame nobody about using formula. is a very mm-hmm. legitimate way to feed a baby. So formula really can save lives when it's used uh, in a safe, safe and appropriated way. The problem mm-hmm. is when this goes to any situation, right? And then mm-hmm. that—that's what happened here um, in, in our scenario. We are seeing mothers who doesn't have access to lactation support, or who doesn't mm-hmm. have access to a baby-friendly hospital. And this type of hospital they protect breastfeeding since the beginning. In the United States, we have eighty percent, more than eighty percent of mothers who wish to breastfeed, but mm-hmm. only. 20% are able to achieve the exclusive breastfeeding they wish it. So mm-hmm. that is a really huge gap. And I think mm. now we are talking about this, the majority of
1: people who wish it to breastfeed and could not do it. And, and you've actually said before that this is just the tip of the iceberg, right? Mm-hmm. That the formula shortage really points to like a health equity issue. Correct correct. I think that is um, what we see. It's a
2: lack of long-term commitment to infant feeding here in the United States. We really need to create a social environment that support women to breastfeed. But we also mm-hmm. need to take the opportunity of thinking about what leads mothers to rely so much in, in formula. Um, and then On the other side, um, if that situation happens ever happens again, what what would we do as a country, as a nation? We see mothers running from one place to another place, trying to find some formula, and then when they don't find it, they are relying on like Facebook groups or breast milk sharing and other resources that are not also regulated and not sometimes not. Um, safe and constant because that is well, this. These um, yeah. let me
1: mm-hmm. let Go me ahead. ask you about that a little bit because mm-hmm. it does seem that one of the ways that people are filling the gap is mm-hmm. with this informal network of, mm-hmm. of mothers' milk sharing. Say one mom, you know, has some extra in her freezer, or she's a you know an overproducer, or she's weaning her baby and she's got extras. Um, there are these Facebook groups where women can share milk with each other and forgive me, but if I'm being ignorant, but this seems kind of like a a beautiful thing where women Mm -hmm. are helping each other out. It is. It is beautiful. I think it is. But the problem is that
2: this is not regulated. Through breast milk, we we can um, pass a lot of diseases and uh, not just nutrients, but other diseases. And we don't know how much these women's are tested. So we are mm. uh, seeing like an informal sharing, which is great. B- babies are not hunger, but not not dying, right? But. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, we may expose these babies to disease that they would not be exposure. Again, talking about uh, food security,
1: we need to think Mm -hmm. about safety of sharing Mm -hmm. breast milk. Right. What about a milk bank? Do we have a milk bank in Las Vegas? Maybe you can explain for listeners what a milk bank is.
2: Yes. So unfortunately we don't we don't have a mm-hmm. um, milk bank here in Las Vegas so milk bank are centers where the milk uh, they receive breast milk donated from others, and mm-hmm. they run a lot of tests to make sure this milk is safe uh, so it's not that the bre- the milk bank would give to mothers to mothers to individual mothers they would more serve hospitals for babies that are in the Uq but again mm-hmm. it is Like, we we have to wait which risk we will put our baby on. And that's not something that I think should rely on mothers. This is something that Mm. the government should commit
1: to provide to individuals make their decision, uh, their informed decision. Can I take us on a little tangent here for a second? Because something I've always been kind of curious about is the ethics of buying and selling human milk. Because it feels like a gray area to me. You know what Mm I mean? mm -hmm. Like, we... We can sell human blood and we can sell our hair, but we (laughs) can't sell a kidney, for example. (laughs) What do you see as the ethics of buying and selling human milk? I mean, should that be allowable?
2: Yeah, so that is a great question and I think controversial question. So Mm -hmm. here in the United States, uh, women are... Allowers to sell their breast milk, so uh, we do have mm-hmm. some milk banks that pay for donation. it, it, is, it is controversial, and that is a, I think there has been a lot of discussion around, like if it should be considered as a tissue or if it is. Cost- should be considered as a food, and that's hmm. where the, the discussion you know? So if it's considered a yeah. food, so then you can sell it. If it's considered huh. a tissue, you can. So that is this uh, two side of the history that also, I don't think that is a consensus. Right now, I know women can sell their um, breast milk if they wish to. Mm-hmm. H- how do you feel about it? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think <laughs> I have mixed <laughs> feelings. Um, uh-huh. So in other countries, because I've, I've worked with other eight countries around the world, and most of them, they don't allow to sell breast milk. It mm-hmm. is really a donation. But on the other hand, as you mentioned before in our conversation, um, it is not you know, like pumping, and it's not for free. So I think Mm -hmm. uh, that is the other side of history. We are donating our time. We are donating um, a lot of things to provide that breast milk for the other baby. Personally, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I would say, uh, I think if you were donating and to serve for a baby who is in the new queue, I would say I I wouldn't pay for it, I think. I think I, I would more go in the direction of not paying, um, but depending, that's a lot of. This is a lot of other conversation because, for example, right. a milk bank they sell the milk mm. f- for hospitals, right? So you know, mm. so it is it is a conversation that I, I think is worth for us to talk
1: about just about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it, I've heard some. Discussion online, people saying if you create a market, then people will be incentivized to, say, water down the product to sell more. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You know,
2: yeah, true. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, This is totally a tangent to the tangent. But um, (laughs) a mom I was talking to, I was doing some calling around to my friends who had donated or received breast milk. Mm -hmm. And she told me she heard that there is a black market for bodybuilders who are trying to buy Human breast milk I know. for their, I guess, physique. What's up with that? I know,
2: I know. So yeah, so breastfeeding is really great for many things and has a lot. It's a, it's a whole meal, right? It's a complete meal. And uh, I've I've heard about this conversation, and I think it's terrible.
1: <laughs> to be oh, honest, I think yeah. that is not not for that. Right. I mean, it's diverting really important food from babies mm-hmm. to people who want to do it for their hobby.
2: I know. So one thing that we can come from what you just said, breastfeeding has many health benefits for any mm. people who are breastfeeding and for the baby who was receiving. So for example, some of the benefits of breastfeeding is um, reduced uh, risk of cancer, diabetes, mm. and postpart depression in mothers. Mm. And also reduce risk of ear infection, gastrointestinal issues, allergies, and, uh, obesity, and diabetes in children. So when we talk about breastfeeding, we are talking about like health issues. We are talking about health. We are talking about early childhood development and future mm. of your, our nation. If that's something... Um, We are committed as a country. We are committed to improve maternal and child um, mortality. We are committed Mm -hmm. to increase um, Black maternal health. So Mm -hmm. breastfeeding is really key here. And how we do it, providing uh, infant feeding emergence policy. We also need to support skilled breastfeeding support, including less perinatal workers of color mm-hmm. that goes to the communities who most need. We need uh-huh. to enact uh, more comprehensive policies such as mandatory maternity, family, or even medical leave, like it's paid leave, like other uh-huh. high-income countries we see around the world. We need uh-huh. workplace support, such as lactation rooms, breaks to pump. We need affordable and quality child care support. We need increasing funding for community-based organizations to go to the communities and tailor intervention that works for each of these communities of color that has been historically being forgotten by the government. And we need to expand baby-friendly hospitals. So having support around not just the family or friends, but also community support where these people can mm-hmm. seek for help and achieve, at the end of the day, their feeding goals. If they wish to breastfeed, then they will find support for it. If they cannot mm-hmm. or wish
1: to not breastfeed, they will find support for it. And so it's really about increasing that opportunity to, to actually make the choice. Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. Then the choice it's fair because right
2: now it is not fair. So, for example, if yeah. you, we have um, a woman who has her own business, right, yeah. and she has to be back to work in one or two weeks because that's from that business that comes her money, her income to mm-hmm. for her family to survive. How can she um, bond with their baby and? make the supply works in two weeks. That is no way. Our supply, our lactation supply, takes at least six weeks to, you know, to understand the demand and to sustain. Mm -hmm. And if we Mm -hmm. have to go back in less than six weeks, how can we ask for that person to breastfeed? Mm -hmm. Because they don't Mm -hmm. have a choice. And that's why 74% Mm -hmm. of babies in the U.S. realize on formula. Um, so it's really now time to for a collective action. It's time to think about what means health equity and mm-hmm. where we see our country going and protecting um, all babies and especially babies that has been marginalized, communities that has been marginalized for the longest. So I really hope with our conversation we can inspire people in the community to support mothers and
1: people of color that they have opportunities to achieve their breastfeeding goals. Beautifully put. Thank you so much, Professor Buccini. This has been such a wonderful conversation.
2: Oh, thank you so much.
0: (laughs) All right, it's time for a bit of news. First up... I hope your AC is working because the National Weather Service says we're going to have high risk temperatures this week. We're looking at temps of 107 degrees by Friday. Friday is also the last day of early voting. There are some important races on the ballot, so you still have a few days to figure out who you support and make your voice heard. Okay, that's all for today here on CityCast Las Vegas. Did you like the show? Go tell a friend and then hit those stars. You can rate the show and leave us a review wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to subscribe to our morning newsletter at lasvegas.citycast.fm. We'll be back Thursday morning with more news from around the city. Stay hydrated. I am now recording. Bada-bam.